Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. Thanks for listening. I am Billy Embody. We have some breaking news to get to on the SMU football side of things, and we'll do that in just a few minutes. But first, I do want to really address this past weekend for SMU, one that saw really the first big official visit weekend of the Rhett Lashley era take place. SMU had quite a few visitors on campus, and the Mustangs also came away with a commitment on that front as well, and we'll cover that as SMU trudges on to the National Signing Day in February and and gets set to really go back to work on campus with the football players back on the hilltop. And so let's kind of break down this past recruiting weekend for you guys, and we had you covered with the visitors on the Pony Express. And let's lead off with one of the high school prospects who was on campus, and that was Cameron Cooper out of Dayton, Texas. Somebody that I think SMU sees as somebody who could probably be a little bit of versatility uh, on the defensive front, a 6'2", 241-pound defensive lineman. He can probably also suit up a tight end uh, just from his versatility, but really being looked at on the defensive side of the ball, maybe a defensive end, stand-up kind of edge rusher, uh, SMU's battling UTSA for his services. Syracuse is a program that's been talking to him as well. Uh, but the Mustangs really left a good impression. You know, I think the good thing with this weekend uh, is that the coaching staff didn't have a ton of players on campus that they really had to sit there and, and share and split a bunch of time with. And Cameron Cooper was one of the guys that benefited from that. Um, when we talked to him on the Pony Express, he shared that He's still going to visit UTSA this coming weekend, and I think SMU did have some ground to gain on Cameron Cooper going into the weekend, but uh, I think they gave him something to think about. We'll see if he goes to UTSA, has a great time, and ends up kind of going through with where things stood heading into that SMU visit, which was that UTSA was out in front, is what he told us. So that was the lone high school prospect they had on campus this weekend in the 2022 class. Cameron Cooper, a name to know down the stretch. SMU took its swing and, and kind of an intriguing guy that you, you maybe wish SMU had a full cycle to recruit, but Jeff Trailer's program might be a little tough to overcome. On the flip side of that, uh, SMU did welcome uh, two commitments to campus in Minnesota linebacker transfer Jaquandis Burns and Illinois State linebacker transfer Shannon Reed. And I want to hit on both of those guys because I think they're at positions of need. Uh, Burns hasn't played too much for the Gophers over the past uh, few seasons, but the former Terrell, Texas standout uh, is headed back to SMU to finish out his career. He's only made three tackles for Minnesota, uh, but from what I gathered talking with uh, some of the guys that cover Minnesota up there is he just might be in need of a change of scenery and uh, SMU gets a really athletic linebacker in Burns. I mean, he was somebody that, you know, just off the um, page uh, is that, you know, he can add something athletically, uh, which stands out um, to me. And then Illinois State transfer linebacker Shannon Reed, who uh, played at Tennessee, ends up going to Illinois State this past season and really stepped up, making 83 tackles, a half tackle for loss, half sack, forced fumble, fumble recovery and an interception. Uh, he also played in the in the spring for Illinois State as well in their season. Uh, and so he has a lot of tape and somebody that SMU is pretty familiar with. 
Uh, obviously, uh, uh, Keenan Hall has some connections up there uh, to Illinois State, and and so I think that played a uh, that played a role in this one, um, knowing what they would get in Shannon Reed and uh, at you know at linebacker they lose a good bit of talent uh, with guys like Delano Robinson headed out the door, um, and so they get the six foot two hundred twenty four pounder to sign on. Uh, with SMU for his final season and both of those guys are hitting campus this week so they'll get a spring practice in under Scott Simons the new defensive coordinator and get to work with the Mustangs now we move on to two more transfers that entered the weekend uncommitted but that didn't stay that way that long Michigan State tight end transfer Cameron Allen a former North Forney standout uh, commits to the Mustangs 6'4 240 pounder didn't play for the Spartans in 2021 as a freshman, but I think with his size, he adds uh, some you know, uh, depth to that position. Uh, he'll be able to get developed by Casey Woods and, and get into this offense where Rhett Lashley does intend to run this power spread, and the tight end has been a key focal point in that offense for Rhett Lashley over the last few years. And I think the the thing with Cameron Allen is you get another local local player with plenty of time left uh, as far as eligibility goes to come back home and play for SMU. And so I think it's a really natural fit there. He's got some size. Uh, he's physical at the point of attack. And I think they felt like they probably needed to upgrade that in terms of uh, uh, the, the, the blocking that SMU gets out of its tight ends, um, you know, losing Grant Calcaterra, but also Tommy McIntyre as well. Uh, adding Cameron Allen will help out in a big way. You know, he'll step into that tight end room that does feature uh, Simon Gonzalez, Nolan Matthews, Ben Redding, um, and they they have some depth at that position uh, now with uh, Cameron Allen into the fold. And then finally, TCU defensive end transfer Chris Murray, uh, former Wichita State Falls uh, standout and, and somebody that SMU recruited out of high school um, under the previous staff, and he spent just one season at TCU, but came on his official visit. And I, I think SMU has a good chance here to land Chris Murray. Uh, we'll continue to keep our ear to the ground for what happens with him. But he was just on the cusp of four-star status, or he was a four-star uh, prospect on the on-three consensus uh, and ranked as the number 44th overall edge prospect in the country. I think he could be somebody that could play up and down the line. Uh, Sean Griswold, the strength and conditioning coach for SMU, can put some weight on him and really uh, get him into a good spot to uh, contribute as he gets into um, his college career a little bit more. Didn't play for the Horn Frogs this season, uh, but again, SMU brought him in for a visit. I like where SMU stands, and I think uh, that's one to circle um, just overall, I'm sure they're battling some other programs for it, so it's not necessarily a done deal just yet. Uh, but we're keeping an eye on Chris Murray, the Wichita Falls uh, native, as a uh, transfer portal target for SMU. Now, uh, kind of to put a bow on things before we get to the big breaking news that hit SMU on Tuesday, the staff was back out on the recruiting trail and really burned up uh, the area, uh, the Dallas area. Um, with offers, with coaches getting out and seeing prospects. And, um, you know, the, the thing that we're starting to see a lot of is 2023 offers go out for the staff. I did want to hit on a couple that really stood out to me. Trey Wilson, Lakeview Centennial defensive lineman, uh, is one that really stands out to me. He was recruited heavily by the prior staff. 
and is going to be another top target for Calvin Thibodeau and this coaching staff. Uh, he has offers from all over the place and is a four-star prospect on the on-three consensus and somebody that I think if you're – or he's a three-star prospect. He's kind of right in that range of Chris Murray. Could have been a three, could have been four. But uh, he's got Arkansas, Michigan, Baylor, uh, Oklahoma State, all sorts of options. But in talking with him, you know, it was a big offer to get – uh, you know, that, that support from the new SMU staff uh, to go ahead and offer him. And uh, that was something that stood out to me. They also offered four-star defensive back Brendan Jordan out of Mansfield, uh, six-foot, 183-pound safety who ranks in the top 200 overall prospects in the country. Arkansas seems to have a good leg up in this recruitment, according to the recruiting prediction machine on on three. Um, he also has Mississippi State, USC, and other offers to his name. But uh, Keenan Hall and Craig Nivar both offered him and uh, I think really made a good impression on him uh, from what I've heard from Brendan so far. We'll have our full interview on uh, on the Pony Express later this week. But, you know, you get uh, some offers like that out there. And, oh, by the way, uh, if you're feeling old today, you'll feel even older when 2025 Parrish quarterback Sawyer Anderson picked up an offer from the Mustangs. Uh, he is one of the top quarterback recruits in the country already in that 2025 class. Colorado, Missouri, and Texas Tech have already offered him as well. Uh, so really just that staff just getting out there and hitting the hitting the pavement and extending plenty of offers. We've seen a lot go out, um, and SMU is really trying to position itself to get out ahead on the 2023 class, just like Rhett Lashley uh, wanted to when he spoke with us after the early signing period, uh, he was you know, ready to kind of get the ball rolling on that as soon as he could. And now with this complete staff on board, uh, SMU uh, is able to go ahead and attack that. And one final note or two final notes on offensive linemen in the 2022 and in the transfer portal. Uh, one of the standouts out of Tulsa, Barry Hill, Davis Dodson picked up an SMU offer this week. Uh, he's one of the top unsigned interior offensive linemen in the country. Arizona State, Kansas State, Iowa State, TCU, and others have offered him as well. Uh, Garen Justice went ahead and got him into the mix. And then Leighton Nelson is another one that SMU is circling out of the state of Florida. Uh, he's a UCF commit, uh, and Garen Justice and Rob Likens are going to continue to recruit him hard. Uh, they were on him back at Miami. So those are two 2022 offensive linemen to watch. And then John Paul Flores, a transfer offensive lineman, uh, is one that SMU is, is starting to circle as well. And he's somebody that, um, you know, I think SMU is probably feeling fairly good about getting in on. Um, and, and I think he's somebody that you've got to circle. Uh, he's out of Dartmouth. He was originally an All Saints Episcopal standout from Fort Worth. He was an All-Ivy second-team selection in 2021 in the preseason, but ended up not playing this year. Uh, he's got some SMU ties as well. His brother, Charlie Flores, played for the Mustangs, walked on. Uh, so again, could be a return back to Texas for John Paul Flores. And now let's get to what I think you guys really want to hear about, which is SMU came out with an announcement that Friday is going to be the largest gift given in SMU athletics history by Gary Weber, one of the lettermen that is uh, very influential on SMU's campus and certainly somebody that is about to 
change the complexion of SME football for years and years to come. And that announcement will be at 10.30 a.m. on Friday at Ford Stadium. Uh, And it's going to be, I believe, tied for the second largest gift in SMU history. The tops goes to uh, the $100 million gift that I believe was given last year um, at SMU that that helped, uh, um, you know, galvanize uh, the, uh, from the Moody Foundation to um, uh, advance the, the graduate uh, studies uh, on, on campus. Uh, but this one goes to athletics. And, you know, we've seen some of these huge landmark gifts you know, lead to facility renovations and new buildings breaking ground. And I expect this one to be that football operations building that we've talked so much about. Uh, and I do think that, you know, the money is, is, almost um, there. This is that piece that SMU can now build upon and, you know, get this going in the right direction and get shovels in the ground. I don't necessarily think soon, but when you announce this piece, this is how major projects are started. And then you go from there and, and build out the rest of the donations, the rest of the the plan for this facility. We'll hear a lot more about it on Friday. I really don't want to take away from what Gary Weber and uh, SMU is about to announce, but I, I can say that this is going to be that football operations building. Uh, that'll be uh, really a, a, a massive piece, not only for Rhett Lashley and his program just overall, but SMU's credibility with uh, Power Five pro, uh, conferences, uh, continuing to build the credibility of SMU football, and it's going to be a heck of a day uh, for SMU. So on the Pony Express, we'll be there in attendance for this announcement, as I'm sure many of you will be as well. Uh, if you see me there, come up to me, say hello. Uh, hopefully uh, we can have some time to chat as uh, the big news is uh, coming for SMU on the facilities front for football. It's been a long time coming, a huge piece to the future for this program. But I did want to acknowledge that just came over really the wire, so to speak, right before I got to recording this podcast. And uh, so big shout out in advance to Gary Weber for what he's doing for SMU football and getting this program in a position uh, to have the facilities it needs to compete at the highest level. They already have the Armstrong Fieldhouse, which is uh, the crown jewel, I think, really, whenever you walk through uh, any of the football side of things. It is just an incredible structure. Now they'll have uh, the football operations building at some point uh, with Gary Weber leading the charge on that. So uh, it is uh, quite the time to be covering SMU to hear about a gift like this being given and and what that means for the future of SMU athletics. So uh, with that, guys, we're going to wrap up this edition of the podcast. Uh, I'm in Nashville touring the On3 Uh, offices. Hope you guys have been enjoying the content on the Pony Express. A lot more to come, a lot of recruit reactions, more exclusive interviews with coaches, and be sure to catch all of that by subscribing to On the Pony Express. Get yourself a free Founders Club hat when you subscribe as an annual subscriber. Uh, A lot of people have been jumping on board. We're among the top sites in the entire network uh, of On3 as far as subscriptions go this month, so it's been a Heck of, a, heck of a ride uh, moving over here. It's been kind of a whirlwind, but uh, it's been a lot of fun too. So be sure to uh, check that out. And we'll catch you next time later, in the, later this week with another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.